Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4 slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4 slash Lisa. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're no longer a sovereign nation. We don't control our borders. We are allowing an invasion to take place. God knows how many people have illegally entered the United States. We have zero idea the overall impact it's had. We know we're letting terrorists, cartel members, we're allowing drugs like fentanyl to be trafficked, killing Americans by the droves. And the Biden administration doesn't care. They wanted this. You just look at the actions, the initial actions done by Joe Biden when he took office. He halted deportations for 100 days. He did things like end remain in Mexico, wanted to stop the the building of a wall along the southern border. Our DHS secretary said that crossing the border illegally was not grounds for deportation. They want this lawless environment that we live in. And of course, it's impacting Americans. You look at cities like New York and they're saying it's too much. They're too burdened by a small amount of illegal immigrants coming to their city. And you look at states like Texas who are absorbing the brunt of it. What do you think the impact is there? We're getting into all of this with the attorney general of Texas, Ken Paxton. Ask him about the impact on his state and also more specifically, the ending of Title 42. Now, for those that are unfamiliar, Title 42 happened in the early days of the coronavirus pandemic. The CDC had issued this public health order that, you know, in the name of COVID, essentially allowed authorities to expel illegal immigrants at U.S. borders uh, like the southern border. It's been extended multiple times. Joe Biden is going to end Title 42. So you look at what we have seen along the southern border. You look at the impact his policies have had already, and then now you're going to end this. So we're going to talk to Attorney General Ken Paxton about it. Also, he has launched an investigation into NGOs. They're aiding and abetting illegal immigration. We're going to talk to him about that investigation, what he's learned, why he launched it. Also get into big tech a little bit and some other issues uh, like what we should learn from the midterm election. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with the Attorney General of Texas, Ken Paxton, as much as I did. Attorney General, uh, before we get started on the border, uh, congratulations on getting reelected. You all did well in, in Texas, but that didn't seem to be the case throughout the rest of the country. Why do you think Republicans fell short in, in the midterms elsewhere? You know, I, I, I don't know exactly. I mean, I, I know that we've done a, a much better job, I think, uh, than many other states dealing with election fraud. 
Now we've got our own challenges because our own Court of Criminal Appeals, which is a Republican court, struck down a 1951 statute allowing, not allowing, directing from the legislature, the attorney general to prosecute voter fraud. So we're going to have to address that um, that ruling, which I think is absolutely wrong and, and definitely designed to make sure that there's more voter fraud in Texas. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it seems like some of these major counties and some of these big states have a ma- have a major impact and they don't seem to be able to count their votes on time. And so I, I don't know. I don't know if it's it's, it's that or there's there's something else going on, but it seems odd to me that in a midterm election in an off year where historically the party not in power has done it super well and 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 polling seemed to indicate that they were going to do well. And then, you know, in certain states, battleground states, we didn't we didn't do as well as expected. Do you think mail in ballots are responsible for that? Mail in ballots are almost impossible to know whether people are are, are defrauding the elections because typically in Texas, you can only vote mail-in ballots if you satisfy certain categories of, of people, and you have to actually sign the, the the application. If they're just randomly sending out ballots like they tried to do in Texas two years ago, there's no way to know who's voting. If they send out millions of ballots like they did in these other states, um, like I know in Pennsylvania, they went from like, you know, six years ago, they went from 250,000 ballots approximately to 2.5 million mail-in ballots. And who knows who voted on those? You can't. They're right. You can't prove voter fraud because there's no there's no verification. There's just, there's no signature verification. There's no photo ID. Anybody can fill those ballots out, and you you wouldn't know. It's pretty troublesome. I mean, they obviously use COVID to append the political process and to you know give themselves an advantage. We have the most loose uh, requirements for voting probably in the world. I mean, for for a country that prides itself on on fair elections and, and, a, and, a, and a, a republic that's controlled by the, the voters and supposed to be controlled by the voters. We have very, very uh, loose restrictions and uh, very loose requirements for verifying that we got the right people voting. So it's, it's extremely concerning, at least to, to me and to many people that care about the elections. Now, if, if you're if you're part of groups that uh, are less concerned about that, I, I kind of wonder why you don't care about that. And, and the only the only answer I can come up with is you like you like that system because it allows for a lot of uh, a lot of voting that shouldn't be done. I, I would agree with that. I think that's probably the answer. You know, I wanted to ask you, what's as a border state, what's the situation on the ground right now uh, along the southern border and, and the impact it's having on your state? Well, since Biden's been in office, it's it's gotten it's gotten quickly, rapidly to be the worst it's ever been. And look. When you say on your first day in office, which Biden did, I'm not going to deport anybody and then start dismantling federal law, which he's not supposed to be able to do as, as one person. It's supposed to be done through Congress. When you start dismantling federal laws related to immigration, everything that worked under Trump and you look at it and you undo everything that was actually working and you find out that now you have a, a massive increase in illegal immigration, 300 percent, maybe now it's going to be even more than that. But Title 42 uh, going away later this month. I mean, I don't know how to say it in a way. This is what they want. They, they claim that you know there's nothing they can do about it, but how, how, how come two years ago we didn't have this problem? How come President Trump was able to take advantage of Remain in Mexico and Title 42 and stopping catch and release and building the wall? And they said, no, we don't want to do any of that. Oh, isn't it weird that it's, it's, it's uh, 300%, 400% more in, uh, illegal immigration? So it's getting worse and it's devastating uh, border states, border cities, 
and it's coming to a town near you because these people have to be moved around. They can't all stay in one city or two cities or five cities. They're going to be all over the country, and we're all going to be paying for it. We're all going to be dealing with it both economically and we're going to be dealing with it uh, from the standpoint of increased crime, increased you know, drug trafficking, human trafficking. This is all uh, being welcomed and aiding, abetting the cartels. This is all about the Biden. This is what the Biden administration wants. Well, and, and Title 42 is uh, in, in relation to public health, essentially. Uh, it was... Uh, used under the Trump administration and then has carried out since. But what's confusing, sir, is so in April, the CDC announced plans to terminate the order, saying it's no longer necessary uh, with public health conditions, with vaccines, treatments, et cetera. But then a few months later, they issued their student loan bailout under the guise of a pandemic. And then the White House in September uh, walked back comments that the pandemic was over. So which one is it? You know, is it? It's whatever. Which one is right. it? It's whatever <laughs> they, they can use for political purposes to do what they want. So for this purpose, for the, for the purpose of inviting as many illegals, whether they're terrorists or criminals, doesn't matter to them. They want them all. Uh, then the pandemic's over. If it's for student loan bailouts and to basically buy votes, which is what that is, or, um, other purposes where they want to control the American people, control the American citizens, uh, as opposed to illegals, uh, then there is a pandemic. Still, we still have a problem. So they're using it both ways, and they argue in court both ways. And and unfortunately, some of our uh, judiciary uh, will is not aware or is ignoring the fact that they're arguing out of both sides of their mouth. Yeah, because I mean, you would think that would weaken their argument if they're not making a consistent one. In court, you know, one one would think, uh, you know, is there a way to gauge increased crime in the state of Texas since we've essentially opened the floodgates and allowed this uh, invasion to take place? Yeah, I don't think you try. It's being tracked every day. It's just you don't always get the numbers or not always. The media is not always out covering them. But it's clear that uh, crime is increasing in, in almost all of our cities where we have more illegal immigrants coming to. Uh, and it's not just in Texas, it's all over the country. And I think you can see that. And, you know, part of that's policies related to Democrats defunding police and uh, not prosecuting crimes anymore, ignoring you know state laws and just nullifying what legislatures have passed. But it's also, I think, attributed to some degree to, to illegal immigration and the fact that the Biden administration not only lets, I mean, they let everybody in, they, they encourage, we're, we're fighting them right now on whether they can release criminals into our country, they want to. They're they're begging, they're fighting for these criminals to be released into our country, and we're saying you can't. You know, you're already violating all these other federal laws on immigration, but certainly, you have to keep uh, illegal immigrants out who have been convicted of crimes. And the Biden administration is saying, absolutely not. We want these people to be here as many as possible. Well, and they don't care that Texas and Arizona are bearing the brunt of this. And then we saw what happened when uh, these illegal immigrants were shipped off to Martha's Vineyard. They said, thank you for your short stay and shipped them off to Cape Cod. So <laughs> yes. is that, what, what, were, what were your thoughts on, on that and just sort of the hypocrisy with trying to force you guys in Texas to bear the brunt of this. And then, you know, for New York City, it's just too much. For Martha's Vineyard, it's just too much. Well, so it's interesting that these, these sanctuary cities were created during the Trump administration. And they were created because 
they said that Trump was, you know, doing terrible things by keeping these people out. Well, it was easy for them to do when Trump was protecting them, right? So they could say on one side, hey, this is terrible, but it never impacted them. Well, Governor Abbott, uh, I thought it was a genius move, start sending them, as you know, to New York, Chicago, Washington, D.C., Martha's Vineyard, uh, I guess Governor DeSantis <laughs> sent from Florida. And suddenly you find out these, these cities that were so uh, opposed to what Trump was doing, protecting the American people, now that they were dealing with the consequences, just a small drop compared to what we deal with every day. We deal with thousands every day, five, six, seven thousand. They were they didn't get that many ever. And we deal with that every day. And yet suddenly they wanted help from the federal government. They were screaming about how terrible we were to, to share a little tiny bit of our burden with them. They couldn't bear the, the, the smallest percentage, less than one percent of what we're dealing with. Uh, that was way too much for, for, for them to be called on to deal with. And that was just unconscionable of our governor to say, hey, you guys should share some of the burden of this. And they said, no, we don't want that burden. You guys should let everybody into your state and you deal with it. And that's the right way this should be handled. That's the, the, the appropriate, you know, caring way to deal with it is Texas and Arizona have to have to deal with this. We shouldn't have to deal with this yet. We still think they should come, just not to our place. Let's take a quick commercial break. Back with the Attorney General of Texas, Kent Paxton. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. You could be one of them. Sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be. With the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X, folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer or other devices like an electric blanket, microwave, RV air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets so you can power more devices at once and two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4Patriots.com slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4Patriots.com slash Lisa. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, now you've got uh, Governor Gavin Newsom in California saying that California is going to break uh, amid the flood of illegal immigrants when Title 42 expires. Do you think the Biden administration will start doing something now that you've got liberal states like California, a state that he obviously needs to do? You know, he's looking at for for 2024. Do you think that will uh, you know change the Biden administration's policies on this? 
You know, that's a great question. I don't know. I haven't seen anything. I mean, people dying doesn't affect them. So maybe politics will. But, you know, the fact that immigrants have, uh, have died by the hundreds along the border coming up and how dangerous that is and how thousands of, of children have been human trafficked, how literally hundreds of thousands of pe- people, including children, have died of fentanyl overdoses as a result of their their border you know, policies. Maybe politics is the only thing that will, will, will save the country. And having some Democrats like Gavin Newsom finally speak out, you know, it's about time. It's, uh, and maybe it will help. Maybe politics is all he cares about. Certainly lives and, and the impact on the American people are not, are not factors that play into his, his, his decision-making. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, they certainly don't seem to care about Americans, the financial toll, the t- increase on crime, the fentanyl, which is killing people uh, by the droves. You know, I-, I wanted to ask you about your investigation into NGOs that are aiding and abetting illegal immigration. Uh, why did why did you launch that? And what have you discovered so far? But we've just started a few months ago because we, we, we realized like we, we were concerned about our own state bar foundation aiding and abetting illegal immigration. So we've started an investigation of them and we're expanding that investigation. Um, and so we're actually also, also looking at other possible non-governmental organizations to, to, to make sure that at least the ones in Texas, because we have a responsibility in the AG's office to make sure that corporations, and that includes nonprofits, are following our laws. And if they're not, we, we have an obligation to go investigate them and potentially uh, make them uh, pay the consequences of their, of their violation of state law. So we're going to continue expanding uh, our look as we find out more information about other possible non-governmental organizations that may be doing what we think the state bar of Texas is doing. And hopefully we'll get to the bottom of this and we'll, we're certainly going to try to stop the ones we know about, which again, the state bar of Texas is shocking, but even they, they should of all uh, organizations be uh, following the rule of law and yet they may be the, the, the worst offenders. Well, it seems like the rule of law has been you know thrown out ever since Trump, right? Like there's just this mentality now that all is fair in you know trying to destroy Republicans and Trump, and let's just throw everything uh, you know out the out the door. Nothing matters anymore in terms of the things that we used to hold dear as a country. No, I think that started actually under the Obama administration. You know, he he didn't have control of Congress after two years because the American public threw out the Democrats because of the some of the terrible legislation that was being passed. And so I think Obama made the choice that he was going to start making his own laws through agencies, through executive action. And he taught the rest of the country, hey, this is an appropriate way to forget the Constitution. I'm not, who cares about that? It was written about, I guess, 250 years ago. Let's just do what we want to do, whether we're at state level, whether we're at city level, we'll just start making our own laws. That's what DAs are doing across the country. They're not enforcing state law. They're just saying, hey, we're just, we just don't do that stuff now. And that's what President Biden is doing. He's, he's stepped it up. He's doing that on steroids. And um, it's really unfortunate because it's totally moving away from the constitutional form of government that was that empowers the people instead of individuals like Joe Biden. Well, I think that's probably the intent. You know, they, they want the control. They don't want us to have power. You know, that's I feel like that's sort of just the objective of the left period is everything they do is to erode individual liberty and empower, you know, the elite, the regime, the people in charge, um, which is sad because that's the, contradictory to what the antithesis of what we're supposed to be as a constitutional republic. Well, the founders were fearful of, of this very thing. They were fearful of, of you know, Big government, they tried to, that's why they, they separated powers. And that's why it's so important that these lawsuits against the Biden administration are successful. Because if, if, if we do not keep separation of powers, then we end up putting too much power in the hands of the president. 
and he's honestly, it's no different than living in, you know, Venezuela or China or Russia or, you know, Germany in the thirties. What's the difference that you have a few people making decisions for all of us who supposedly are smarter than us, who, uh, basically condemn people that disagree with them and try to make them out to be bad people or stupid people. That's sort of the, you can see that with the Biden administration almost every day telling us that certain types of Republicans are bad people and that they're, they're, they're not worthy of being protected. They're not worthy of constitutional protections and they should all be, you know, silenced. And they're working with big corporations and big tech to do that. Well, I got hit by the left by uh, saying that, you know, the people criticizing China on their zero COVID policy, which they should be criticized. But like we really weren't that much different. <laughs> and if it wasn't for guns and for some of the uh, checks and balances we have, we, we very well. That's the direction they, the left wanted to, to take us. You know, I, I wanted to ask you real quick before we go. Uh, Obviously, we're learning a lot with the collusion between government and big tech, uh, both with Missouri versus Biden and then also the Twitter files, uh, as well as some recent reports by uh, publications like The Intercept. Uh, what is Texas doing to stand up against big tech and, and to try to fight this uh, collusion and really what uh, seems to be a violation of the First Amendment? Yeah, it's not just the First Amendment. It's also the Second Amendment. So we've got we've got investigations. We've got lawsuits against uh, Google. We've got three or four lawsuits against Google. We've got a lawsuit against Facebook. We have a lawsuit against Twitter. We have investigations of Federal Express and UPS. And let me just use those two as an example. We, it's odd. Suddenly the two of them, those two companies at the very same, same time had policies that, it, that require gun manufacturers to disclose to them separately and then transport separately guns, parts, and other related items so that they can supposedly keep track of all of this information. And who would want that information other than potentially the Biden administration, which, of course, the Biden administration can't do that directly. But it's odd that two corporations at the same time, the first time in their history, suddenly want to know all this information about guns. So the Biden administration is, I would call it, workarounds of the Constitution. And they're doing the same thing with our First Amendment by working with big tech to, to flag people who talk about issues that the government doesn't like, whether it's COVID or whether or whatever the top the elections, whatever the topic is that they don't want more information out about, much like China, um, the federal government isn't allowed to do that. Of course, the United States under the Constitution. But what they're doing is using big tech and big corporations to be their stand-in, which effectively means big government is doing exactly what they do in China and what they do in Russia, which is limiting free speech, limiting Second Amendment rights. And so they're going down the list, trying to work around the Constitution to eliminate our constitutional rights. And we, if we are not vigilant, we will end up indirectly like these other countries where big government is controlling what we say, what we do, and, and basically eliminating the Bill of Rights. Well, uh, Attorney General Ken Paxton, we are grateful for you and your time and also just you keeping up the fight. Uh, we need people like you in office. So I'm so glad that you were reelected and please just taking the fight to the Biden administration and standing up for our liberty in America because it is for sure under attack. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And I also appreciate you covering these important issues. Thank you, sir. You're welcome back anytime. Love to have you. Thank you. That was the Attorney General of Texas, Ken Paxton. Uh, interesting conversation. Would love to have him back. I want to thank you all for listening every Monday and Thursday, but you can listen throughout the week. Also want to thank John Cassio, my producer, for putting this together. 
please leave us a review. Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. I love reading those. Until the next time. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be. With the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X, this new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4patriots.com Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com Lisa. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.